I made my family disappear. What else can we be forgetting? Kevin! What are we gonna do to him, Harry? Do exactly what he did to us. And I'll burn his head with a blowtorch. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to 12 Days Pod. I'm Kara Zalaya, and I'm here with my co-host, boyfriend, partner, co-plant parent, Dan Takaki. Hello, everyone. So like all recordings, we are recording this in the past, but this is the real past. Mm -hmm. Like, we are in the hot Virginia summertime during the COVID-19 pandemic, fully quarantining for the foreseeable future. So naturally, we decided to create a podcast that is so short-lived that it's only relevant for 12 weeks out of the year, which incidentally, is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. Absolutely, that is correct. (laughs) We are two very festive people whose first date was at a Christmas parade in Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, where's Duluth, Minnesota? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And because it's 2020 and our relationship started ambiguously somewhere in fall or winter, we just decided to always celebrate our anniversary by going to a small town Christmas parade, most recently in Manassas, Virginia, we're taking recommendations for this year, so let us know. You're just here to listen to us talk about some Christmas movies. This really isn't that serious. Most movies are fine, and we're going to have a good time. Yeah. So, babe, why don't you take it away? Absolutely. So on this episode of 12 Days Pod, we're going to be talking about the movie Home Alone. Kara has never seen this, so I had her write down some thoughts about what she thought the movie was going to be about beforehand. <laughs> I wasn't that far off. No, you were pretty spot on, but there was some some casting differences that you thought and a little bit of a little bit of twist on what you thought Santa's role in this whole thing would be. <laughs> Santa's role in this film, I'll get to this on my notes, but like surprisingly minimal. These are the thoughts that I had that were jotted down. Number one, I thought Danny DeVito was the robber. I knew there was a robber, and I thought it was Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito and Joe Pesci are Italian? I love Danny DeVito, but for some reason, famously, I threw an entire themed party that was Danny DeVito themed. But no one Did anyone dress up from somebody from Home Alone from that? (laughs) (laughs) No, but Danny DeVito has a wide range of work. Anyway, I love him. I do confuse him with Joe Pesci, which is wild because they're not similar at all, except that they're, I guess, small and Italian. Anyway, I thought Danny DeVito was the robber. They forgot the kid at home. I was right about that. That's what that movie is entirely about. Yeah, the the movie called Home Alone. (laughs) It's not forgot the kid at home alone, okay? It's just Home Alone. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) That it was at Christmas. I knew that it didn't take place in New York because the second one takes place in New York. I've also not seen that one. And that it would vaguely be the Chicago suburbs, which I was right. Yes. I thought the mom and dad are dry and boring, which... I don't know, kind of half right on that. Um, I thought the amount of children would be one baby sister and then seen with a baby in a car seat saying, wow, where's Macaulay Culkin? I guess I did think this. I'm reading the notes before it. I'm not sure if I thought the baby would talk or if the baby sister would talk. I don't know. Reading comic books up to no good. Not sure what I meant by this. but Well, there were comic books in the movie. 
Was he reading comic books? Well, Buzz's brother had comic books and Playboys. Up to no good, sure. You mean Buzz, not Buzz's brother. Buzz, Buzz. Okay. His brother, Buzz. I thought he would do the risky dance. I'm just going to read this directly. Does the risky business dance, comma, for sure. He did not do the risky business dance, but I could see where you probably could imagine him doing that. Yeah, and then that it's an hour and 42 minutes long. I think I had just looked that up and that I was a strong advocate for that because I think movies are too long and I will go down with that ship. And, and then, later on, Kara's going to talk about how he could make this movie even shorter. Yeah, that movie's too long. And then at the end, Santa gives him a wink, like a meaningful wink. I don't remember Santa Claus at all in this film. Is Santa, he in it? Santa's in it because he like wishes for his family to come home at one point, but it's just the right. guy in the car, and he's like, "Here's a mint or a Tic Tac." <laughs> remember Tic Tacs, everyone? This episode sponsored by Tic Tacs, <laughs> <laughs> the right. little pills that sometimes taste like candy and sometimes taste like mints. They're, for the record, they're not pills. We do not want a defamation like suit from tic, Big Tic Tac. Big Tic Tac. <laughs> It's going to come after us. I guarantee you in this five minutes, I've said TikTok instead of TikTok. <laughs> so let me give a quick recap for anyone who hasn't seen this 30-year-old movie. And if it's spoiled for you, like, that's on you. Put it in here now. Spoiler alert coming for the movie Home Alone. <laughs> it came out in 1990. 1990s Home years Alone. ago. <laughs> so Home Alone stars Macaulay Culkin as the titular Home Alone. And his name is Home Alone. Mr. His name is, Alone. Home, his name is Home Alone. No. Um, so as part of our first game, what is Macaulay Culkin's character's name? I don't know. His name is Kevin McAllister, oh, and he lives yeah. in Winnetka, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. It's also Every where my... Kevin's name is forgotten. Like, the Jonas Brothers approve of this. Anyway, go on. I'm not here for this uh, Kev, Kevin Jonas erasure. Anyway, so the movie is about Kevin McAllister who gets in a fight with his family because they all think he's a little runt. And they're about to go on a vacation to Paris for Christmas, I guess, um, which yeah. is a thing that people do. Must and be nice. so Kevin McAllister wishes that his family was never born. He says the line, I wish my family would disappear. And then he wakes up the next day, finds out everybody's gone when they were late to their flight. And By says the way, a they, phrase. They just forgot him. No magic happens in this movie. Bummer. There's no magic in this movie. He just says the phrase, I made my family disappear. There are two two robbers named um, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. I don't know their actual names uh, in the movie, but they call themselves the Wet Bandits because Daniel Stern's character always floods the house of the people who they rob. Is Daniel Stern like a household name? What else has he been in? Nothing. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> just the way you said that. <laughs> I, I just wrote down his name. <laughs> got it, got This it. movie stars Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, and the mom and dad, who are played by Catherine O'Hara and John Hurd. Oh, and then John Candy's in it. John Candy. John Candy. Ma- John oh, Candy. It's going in my notes. I have notes. <laughs> John Candy makes a cameo in this movie. Anyway, so quick synopsis of this movie that we're trying to do is <laughs> Macaulay Culkin gets left to home, home alone and has to defend for himself for like a week until like his mom tries to come home and rescue him. Yeah, and in that time, two robbers come in. And try to rob try his to, home. Try to rob him. And he and booby traps it. Can we get into my I have notes? Yeah. Also, Macaulay Culkin's neighbor is a creepy old man that finds <gasps> out Macaulay Culkin's neighbor is a creepy old man that they think is a scary murderer. But oh. really, he's a gentle, nice man okay. who misses his family and helps Macaulay Culkin in the end. But that's that's the plot of Home Alone. But uh, I guess, spoiler alert, Kevin McAllister does not die and the Wet Bandits go to jail. And they get out in Home Alone 2. Spoiler alert Spoilers. for Home Alone 2. Kara now has a lot of things that she has take, um, taken umbrage, umbrage? Umbrage, umbage yeah. with, uh, with this movie and has some hot takes and rewrites that she wants to share with us all. 
so again, this is like the first one that we've seen that we wanted to talk about. So like, bear with me because I have notes. Number one, I, I guess I don't like slapstick comedy because I really was enjoying this movie. I thought it was great. I thought Macaulay Culkin is so cute. We don't talk enough about how cute Macaulay Culkin is in this movie. I think we do. I think we talk enough about how cute no, he is in this movie. No, we don't talk about it. He is. I think you just missed the window for this movie. <laughs> I was born in 1990. I am as old as this movie. No, I know. You missed the window for his cuteness, though, he's is what I'm saying. He's so cute in this movie. He's very cute in this movie. Like, he's so charismatic. He's such a good actor. He carries this entire movie. It's literally like a one-man show. He was nominated for um, Best act, best Actor. for. He got a Golden Globe nominee for this movie. What? Yeah. Really? Good. He should part, have of my, part of my trivia facts uh, coming up well, later. Well, that's amazing. He deserves to just continue to ride that for the rest of his life, which I know he has. He has, um, yes. He's so cute in this. And I was enjoying this lovely boy being sad that his family's gone, going grocery shopping in suburban Chicago, living his truth, learning character and strength through Boo Radley. I was here for it. And then the last like 40 minutes of this movie, which is why I take umbrage with the fact that you're like, oh, it's about him defending his home. No, because yes, the robbers are trying to break into the house throughout the movie. Like we see Joe Pesci right away. I hear you, I see it in your eyes. But they don't show up and actually break into the house until the last, like, 40 minutes. Because the first three other nights of the movie, he's smart enough to trick them into thinking somebody else is home. Fine. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> I This movie is too long. Let, let me just say this. There's, like, like, 40 minutes, maybe I'm exaggerating, but realistically 20 minutes of slapstick comedy where Joe Pesci, right? Not yes. Danny DeVito. Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. And whatever his name is, are just injuring themselves. And as someone who, like, is too empathetic for their own good, anytime someone suffers pain, even if they're the bad guys in a movie, it is, like, physical pain. It hurts me. It's awful. And, like, you said something along the lines of that uh, Macaulay Culkin is, like, definitely the makings of a serial killer. He is. But then you're like, but he's protecting his home. That's the plot of the movie. He is. He's. You can be both of those things. <laughs> I guess so. I just think we needed at most five minutes of this. And like, I guess I just also missed the window of being a little boy of being like, how would I booby trap my house to protect them from robbers? Yes. Famously, you don't remember anything from before the age of seven, <laughs> which is about how old Macaulay Culkin is in this movie. That's true. I don't remember anything from my childhood. Very little. Um, so I, I don't love that. Other thing. You're going to throw in a gem like John Candy and he's just going to be like a teeny tiny part of this movie? Why? John Candy's amazing. John Candy has his own movie with Macaulay Culkin called Uncle Buck. It came out before this movie. That's why he's in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I there's a movie, have seen half of There's Uncle a movie Buck. that takes place in basically the same city and basically the same part of well, town. Well, yeah, because these are John Hughes movies. They're all John Hughes movies, right? Yeah. Famously, Dan is from the suburbs of Chicago. And so this this seems to be very famously, close to home. Famously from Chicago. <laughs> Say Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Um, Sorry, how do you want me to say Sh- Chicago? Yeah, I, Chicago. Chicago. Now you said it like me. No, I'm saying I always say Chicago. 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 Yeah, I mean, I really don't have any, like, super huge notes other than to say Slaster Company's dumb. We need to be done with it. It was the 90s. I get it. Whatever. 30 years ago. But it was just 
not it, like I feel like it deviated from what would have been a really cute, heartwarming movie. I liked this movie for the record, but I thought it would ju- I, it would just be so much better. There's no reason to make a family movie longer than 80 minutes. There, I'll say it. I'm brave. I I, I don't know what to say to that other than <laughs> sure, but like this is like a a fully length feature film. Yeah, doesn't need to be. It can be longer than 80 minutes. It doesn't need to be 40 minutes of slapstick. It wasn't 40 minutes of slapstick. Whatever. It doesn't need to be more than five minutes of slapstick. And then we could have gone on with the... So we have this amazing, compelling old man who's like a Boo Radley type character. The second they saw him, they're like, this is old man Jenkins or whatever. I was like, yes, here's Boo Radley, the best person on earth. I cannot wait. Tell me his story. And then we hear his sad past. And I'm like, yeah, make, that should be that should be the A plot. No. Because... And the robber should be the C plot. And John Candy should be the B plot. There, <laughs> I fixed this film. No, because the old the old man isn't home alone. <laughs> yes, he is. Well, He's very alone. Okay. He's so. Oh my gosh, you you're right. You draw the parallel <laughs> between active old man loneliness of being abandoned by your family to Macaulay. Co- That's an excellent film. Thanks, babe. You're right. <laughs> home alone. It's like Hamilton. Is it about Eliza? As well? I don't know. I haven't seen Hamilton. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Old Man Jenkins is a good character. He's a great character. But, like, the movie's not about him. It doesn't need to be about him. It shouldn't be about him. That's the problem. No. That's that's a different movie entirely. (laughs) A plot. Yes, he's home alone. Macaulay. He's so cute. And also, cute old man is home alone. B plot. John Candy and his polka band really are the father that Macaulay Culkin deserves there. I said it. With Catherine O'Hara? No. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, nice. with Catherine O'Hara. It. Okay, Kate, yeah. mom. Kevin's mom. Kevin's Mrs. McAllister. Mom. Kevin's, yeah. Make her a single mom. What is the dad doing in that movie? Nothing. C, make John Candy part of the B plot, part of B, in which Catherine, o- like, they don't even have to get together. They just are like, oh, he's a lovely man. Wouldn't it be nice? And then and then you can put in your five minutes of this robber. Joe Pesci is fine in this movie. The best part is when he's like dressed up as a cop in the beginning of it. Like that's he's very good at that. And like there's all this chaos going on. Like I actually thought that was also too much exposition, to be honest, but like fine. Yeah, that's that's where you cut the twenty minutes out of the movie <laughs> is the front half of the movie when you're just sit- running around the house and everyone's yelling at Kevin. You can do that in one scene. You don't need twenty minutes of six different people being like, Are do you live here? Nope, not me. Do you live here? Nope, not me. Do you live here? Are you Mr. McAllister? Yes. The Mr. McAllister that lives here? No. Great. You don't need 20 minutes of that. I guess. Also, oh my god, wait. This is not even a notes thing. This is just a let's complain thing. That uncle needs to be shoved off a cliff. Oh, so that role was originally written for Kelsey Grammer. Shut up. It was originally written for Kelsey Grammer, but they did not get him, obviously. Well, yeah. Why would you when the clear movie you should make is the parallels of being home alone as a child and an old man abandoned by your family? (laughs) TM, TM, TM. Everybody go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All of that could have been solved with therapy. Yeah. You want to tell us some trivia? Yeah. So let's go over a little bit of trivia. So this movie, obviously, as I said, was written by John Hughes, directed by Chris Columbus, who directed, I think, the first couple Harry Potter movies, yep. directed Rent. Yep. Um, probably did another movie. That's... Mediocre at best. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's fine. A poor man's Ron <laughs> Howard. Um, this but movie, who isn't? This movie came out... Uh, November 16th, 1990, mm-hmm. 
Um, and the budget for this movie was $18 million. How much money do you think this movie made, Kara? Oh, I don't know. Uh, $100 million. This movie in the box office uh-huh. made $476 million and was the highest growing co- grossing comedy of all time until The Hangover Part 2, a Boo. movie which we did not need a sequel to. Boo. Are um, you serious? I'm serious. This that movie, hurts my heart. This, the Hangover this, Part 2 part. Home Alone's cute. Yeah. Um, the music was by John Williams. and Iconic. <laughs> iconic. He originally was not doing the score for this movie because they didn't think they could get him. And then whoever this original composer was dropped out. And John Williams was like, saw the cut of the movie and was like, I'll do it. And then he just casually was nominated for two Oscars for this movie. Yeah. For original score and original song somewhere in my memory i don't remember any songs I mean, in this it's movie john williams like yeah like meryl streep wishes she was as much of an academy award <laughs> darling True. as john williams um this movie was also nominated for at least two golden globes that i saw for macaulay culkin as best actor in a comedy uh-huh. or musical and also best picture for the musical comedy oh yeah well, um, that's the globes a couple yeah it's the globes <laughs> i guess uh, a couple other fun facts about this movie a lot of the lines were improvised. Most of Pesci, Joe Pesci's lines, John Candy's lines, and Daniel Stern's lines were all improvised. Well, this is there. See, there we are. This is this is John Joe Can- Pesci. No, John Candy should have had more time. I you cannot besmirch the name of John Candy in front of me. I love John Candy. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. Of course, I love John Candy. Chicago. Chicago. I'm um, gonna get you like a John Candy like decorative plate. Good. For Christmas. Please do. <laughs> I tried to get you to watch a John Candy movie last night. And you said no. That's true. You did. Um, uh, a couple calling us. A couple other lines, are, or a couple other things, is that um, Joe Pesci kept forgetting that this was a kids' movie and kept saying "fuck" <laughs> every time he got hit during like slapstick stuff. And so, Home Alone, directed by Martin Scorsese. God, like, like Marty needs to direct anything anymore. That anyway. would have made Kevin McAllister a serial killer. Yes, and it would have been bad. <laughs> There, I said it. <laughs> I am not wading into this. Um, so Chris Columbus had to tell him to say fridge instead of fuck. So if you ever hear Joe Pesci say the word fridge in the movie, which I literally cannot remember, um, he wants to be saying fuck. So this is where I have my bone to pick, okay? By the way, part of your trivia, because I just Googled this real quick. Joe Pesci was having a hell of a year because uh, in September of 1990 was when Goodfellas came out. And Joe Pesci's incredible in that. Big year for the fish, man. Yeah. And, like, Casino came out five years later. Joe Pesci was, like, in the prime of his career during this time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Chris Columbus has never been in the prime of his career. Because he's not a household name. All right? He's no Ron Howard. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was not He was not on Happy Days. <laughs> he's not. He's no, like, Spielberg, though. Or Scorsese. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just not. Like, also, directors just aren't as well-known as actors. Right? Sure. Like, no one knows sure. who directors are. Um, and so... I think that what happened is that they were like, Joe Pesci, oh my god, I admire this actor. And then he just kept riffing, and then no one edited him down. I mean, I know that so much of this is slapstick. I probably should lean away from this very huge thing I'm hung up on. I mean, this isn't this isn't Chris Columbus. This is John Hughes. John Hughes just told them to improvise all this stuff. Wait, why am I thinking about Chris Columbus? He directed it. John Hughes wrote it. Oh. This is all John Hughes. John Hughes was... Like, he had the Breakfast Club improvise a lot of their stuff, too. That's true. So this is... The improvisation is not a fault of Chris Columbus. This is just John Hughes being like, 
Improv here. Improv here. Do you think that's in the script? I bet it is, because he certainly didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is that's this is more of a John Hughesian thing than a Chris Columbus knock. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a knock. I think it's an asset of the movie. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you could have, as the director, cut down some of the... I don't Banter. know. Yeah. Our next piece of trivia is that Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a 30-year-old man. A small 30-year-old man. Aw. Yeah. Same. You are a small 30-year-old man. <laughs> you know me. Six-foot-tall, 29-year-old woman. Oh, by the time this comes out, 30-year-old woman. 30-year-old woman. Yeah. That's you. Um, most of the actors, especially Daniel Stern, Joe Pesci, and John Hurd, thought this movie was going to do really poorly. And so that's why that's why Joe Pesci, the Wet Bandits, are like so over the top because they thought this movie was going to flop. So they were like fully overacting in it's it. It's wild to me that Joe Pesci thinks that this is the movie where he's over the top. <laughs> As if that's not his entire thing. No, but like all of the like screaming. There's a lot of like screaming that feels like it was 80 yard because it would have been too loud to catch yeah, on a mic. Yeah, And there's also a scene where Joe Pesci like bites Macaulay Culkin. Like he like bites his fingers or something. Uh-huh. And um, in real life, he actually accidentally bit Macaulay Culkin. And like Macaulay Culkin now has a scar because of Joe Pesci biting his fingers. I'm sure that's not the only scar he has from this movie. <laughs> Being a child actor is hard. So, Kara, as we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this this movie. Yes. For our listeners out there, we've decided to make our rankings and this podcast around the 12 days of Christmas. So, Kara, out of 12, how many days of Christmas do you give this movie? I give this movie, despite my qualms with it, eight maids a milkin', which is, like, pretty good. That means I really liked it. Yeah, an eight out of 12. Pretty good. Yeah, and like 8 out of 12 of that time, so two-thirds of that movie, were good. It was the last third that could have 100% be cut, been cut down. That was bad. And also, I will say, okay, like the last like quarter with some stuff in the beginning as well. A hill upon A hill I will die on. Alone. <laughs> Home alone, if you will. Hill alone. Hill <laughs> alone. Um, cool. I would give this movie nine ladies dancing out of... Tr- nine uh, ladies? Nine ladies. Nine whole human ladies? Nine ladies dancing. Wow. Yeah, I really like this movie. It's a movie I watched growing up all the time uh, around Christmas, and, you know, it's Chicago-based, so that kind of pulls at the heartstrings. Kind of in the same vein as, like, a planes, trains, and automobiles. It feels like kind of the same The neighborhood does house. look like your childhood neighborhood. It does, a little bit. I'm not that rich, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like 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 if the street over was like you know a ten percent higher income bracket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the neighborhood my mom grew up in. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I really like this movie. I like this movie growing up. It has a lot big nostalgia factor for me, and like it's just a fun little romp. And like, despite you thinking it's too long, I think it's a perfect length movie. I don't think any movie needs to be over two hours. And this movie fits we that say bill. This also, as I mean, you say no movie needs to be longer than two hours. I think no movie should be longer than 90 minutes. And we say this fully having watched all of Lord of the Rings a hundred times. Yeah. I mean, Lord of the Rings could be, isn't, Lord of the Rings isn't long enough. Make it a TV show, everybody. This is my, this is my new podcast, How to Make Lord of the Rings a TV Show. (laughs) I mean, I'm dying for my 10 year long BBC series of Harry Potter. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and I want my dream is to have Daniel Radcliffe as uh, Severus Snape. Anyway, that's another conversation. Why not Dumbledore? Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Because then I'd have to wait too long. He's like my age. But you hate Severus. I do hate Severus. This is not where we're at right now. This is a new podcast. <laughs> Why does Kara hate Severus Snape? 
I love most things. I really want to say that I really like this movie. I don't want it to just be me saying. I just, I, I, I don't like slapstick, but I really think that the heart of it was good. The stuff about old man Jenkins. Yeah, you got it. Old man Jenkins, <laughs> aka <laughs> old man Marley. Was really good. It was really good. The score uh, was the ami- score. The score is perfect. It's, also, it's whimsical. You know, it's cannot it's a, reiterate how cute Macaulay Culkin is. Macaulay Culkin is a ten out of ten cute. Yeah, twelve out of twelve he's, days of Christmas he's cute. Twelve drummers drumming, uh, like thirteen. Christmas trees getting put out for recycling. You know, like, he's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, that famous 13th day of Christmas. Thank you all for listening, and join us next time as we take a look back at the Christmas classic, A Christmas Story. A movie I'm guessing Kara hasn't seen? No, why why would I watch this movie? That's fair. Uh, And a movie I've seen upwards of 25 times because of everything I am as a person. And, spoiler alert, this movie has always and forever will terrify me. Good. Yeah, and thank you all for joining us in it. Because we're controversial and brave, why don't you join us in saying Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.